the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another thrill-packed edition of Unite, i.e. radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. My name is Greg Britton with the Redlands Tea Party Patriots, and I am joined today by my guest or co-host, whichever you want to call him, Mike Cargyle. And he is he was a, he was a filmmaker, and he is now a full-time congressional candidate. Uh, I think he has, he has his own podcast, a video podcast, and uh, we'll, talk, we'll talk about some of the other things he's up to. Uh, and Mike is, again, one of these guys that is living that slogan and quote from Justice Brandeis that we repeat all the time is the most important political office is that of the private citizen. And that's so true because the ruling class, the politicians, deserve all the blame they get and more. But ultimately, the reason why the country is at the precipice of losing the republic, after all this, we have the longest surviving republic in the world, longest surviving constitution in the world. There were the precipice of losing them because not enough people are fulfilling the obligations of that most important political office. So with that monologue over, welcome to the show, Mike. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. So the immediate thing that kind of led me to reach out to you this week and ask you to come on the show was an article, and it's based on on one of your uh, your podcasts, which I have not seen. But I read the article about it, and it concerned Aquanetta Warren, the quote Republican unquote mayor of Fontana. What's she up to? Well, let me start by again, as I say in the video, it's nothing personal. I've met her a couple of times and I really enjoyed talking with her. I find her to be an exceptionally nice lady. And by all accounts, I think she's done a lot of good things for the city of Fontana. The problem is she also was a part of this infrastructure bill that Joe Biden and company put together. And this is a notoriously evil bill designed to destroy the United States, to destroy one of our principal industries, which is fossil fuels. And it also will destroy her city and in the Inland Empire with the influx of of illegal aliens and the drugs and the human trafficking and suffering that accompanies that. And then she went so far as to support my opponent, who her name is Norma Torres. She is a baby killing Guatemalan communist who occupies this seat right now. And any support of her is designed to destroy, not help the United States. I thought Republican officials were not supposed to, and conversely for Democrats, not endorse and support candidates from the other party. Well, it's been allowed here for, I don't know, quite a while. If you're a mayor, you're considered nonpartisan, so you do whatever it takes to help your city. But getting behind someone like Norma Torres or Pete Aguilar doesn't help your city. It destroys your city. It destroys everything good about your city in this area. These people really do not want the United States to flourish. They're trying to destroy it using communism. And just some of the other things that were in the so-called infrastructure bill, and we'll see, I doubt doubt there'll be very many roads or bridges built or repaired uh, as a result of that, uh, quote, infrastructure, unquote, bill. It includes a 10-year amnesty for illegal aliens with work permits, driver's licenses, it provides more money for the IRS to review every bank account with $10,000 or more in it. It expands Obamacare. It eliminates the cap on employment visas, allowing the big dem tech companies and other big American corporations to bring in more foreign workers to replace American workers. Uh, if and when the VAX mandate is allowed to go into effect by the courts, it provides for a $700,000 per violation fine. It mandates taxpayer coverage for abortions, provides a half trillion dollars in, quote, climate spending, unquote, which we know is they're just 
crony capitalist green boondoggles. Right. It actually harmed the environment. Uh, $400 million for expanded government child care. You know, given how well the government run schools are doing K 12. Boy, I'm so, I'm, I don't know about you. I'm sure looking forward to having the government take over and uh, providing care for children that are under five years old. And it re- repeals the, the, uh, the cap on state and local tax deductions, that which helps rich Democrats in Democrat states. Sure. Well, uh, I mean, you just, and a, just a few of the things that Aquanetta <laughs> Warren supports. Right. And not only supported, but was part of designing. And that to me, and, and you know, it's again, if you're an, a nonpartisan mayor, uh, that's one thing. But she also sits on the the uh, executive committee of the California Republican Party. So as a Republican, you were part of a bill and supported a bill that was opposed almost entirely by the Republican Party and you grandstand in front of the White House and were used as an example uh, as all mayors across the United States uh, supporting this this gross infrastructure bill. And we heard not a peep out of Kevin McCarthy or any of the Republican leadership. And they didn't even, you know, chastise the 13 uh, Republicans and they're really Democrats who voted for this against the party's line. So uh, this was bad. This was bad all the way around, and I had to say something. Uh, and I take no joy in this. I, I really, I don't. Um, I, I This is not something I enjoy, but we must call things out when we see things that are wrong. And, and I felt obligated to do that for myself, my race, and all of the people who voted for me. Well, you mentioned at the outset, the country is on the precipice of losing the republic, the constitution. And that's in large measure because of the Democrat Party that seeks to fundamentally transform the United States of America into a one-party socialist state. And the Republicans that do either collaborate with that or do nothing in response. So you have this bill that when it came down is Pelosi did not have enough Democrat votes to pass the bill. And they held that that held that vote open, I think, longer than any other vote has been open in U.S. history, in the entire history of the U.S. House of Representatives. Finally, 13 Republicans provided the margin to pass that. But let's also remember there were 19 Republican, quote, Republican, unquote, senators that supported this bill with all those provisions that I, that I just mentioned. And in, as you just alluded to, it's one thing to say that a a part a member defects and votes with the other side and something important, but when they pay no price, there's no consequence to betraying our side, our cause, and supporting our political enemies. Then you have to wonder, you know, did did McCarthy really oppose the vote? Oppose the bill? So you see this in politics a lot. Is they may vote one way. For the show, yes, I vote. You know, yes, I voted against the bill, but doggone it, those re- Democrats and a few Republicans helped pass the bill. You know, but I was, I was against it. Well, were you really against it? If you, if, if when you have, when you're the leader and you do nothing in response to your to 13 Republicans that support this very important and very damaging bill to the country. You support the other side. Sure. You just saw that. You just saw an example of this um, either this week or the previous week in the Senate. There was a vote to um, overturn the vax mandate regulation by from OSHA, and two Repub- two Democrats joined the Republicans in voting for that. Okay, but to overturn the bill, to overturn that regulation in Congress, you would have to get a majority of the House. To vote for it, and, and Pelosi will never bring up that bill for a vote in the House of Representatives, and then the president can veto it. Now, of course, Biden doesn't decide anything, but the people that control Biden would ha- would have him veto that bill. So it lets every Republican and those two Democrats go home and say, "Yes, I w- I voted against the Vax mandate," knowing full well it's going to be ineffective and it's not going to stop the Vax mandate. Right, right. Okay. So if it, but if they had been serious about it, they just passed a funding bill. They had, to, they had to extend the funding out to, I think, February. The same 52 could have said, we're not, there's, there will be no spending bill passed. 
that does not block the expenditure of any funds whatsoever for adopting, enforcing, defending the VAX mandate. They didn't do that. So again, you were the Republicans really opposed to the VAX mandate? Or are they just pretending to be opposed? And this kind of stuff, this kind of stuff goes on... All the time. Right. Yes, I vote one way or another, but that's that's for show, knowing full well that what you really want is going to happen anyways. All right. Just makes you sick, doesn't it? Politics as usual. Then you have uh, the same group. You had 80 Republicans vote for a national vaccine database. Yes. You had Kevin McCarthy and Young Kim out of California support that. Mm-hmm. And uh, Dan Crenshaw was another was another was another was another one that uh, that, vo- that, that voted to support the national vax mandate. And they're saying, well, it's got, it's got privacy protection, blah blah blah. I mean, if you really think that the vac that the, the the data in the federal vax database is not going to be used for oppression, you're too stupid to be in Congress. Amen. I agree completely. Um, but you know, that's that's. This is politics. See, that's, that, that's, what I like I my, that's what I like in my co-host. I agree with you completely. <laughs> <laughs> Good point, Greg. I, you know, I never really thought of it that way. See, that's what I like here. You got the big amen. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's take a pause here and hear from our sponsor, Ed Hoffman of Planet Home Lending, the place to go for your real estate lending needs. Back after this. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman from Planet Home Lending and host of the main event, Heard Weekends, right here on AM590, The Answer. If you'd like to own a home and you need financing, or you'd like to refinance a home you already own, whether that's in California or one of these escape from California states, Arizona, Nevada, Utah, Colorado, Texas, Arkansas, Tennessee, Georgia, Florida, Ohio, Oregon, Washington, Idaho, or Montana, I'm the guy you want to talk to. Or if you'd like to inquire into the one of the most liberating financing tools for seniors, a reverse mortgage, you want to talk to someone who will guide you towards decisions based on your best interest, not theirs. Call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. Or go to edhoffman.net and click on the Planet Home Lending logo. My team and I will lead you to the best decision for you based on your short-term and your long-term goals. Again, for more information, call me at 855-640-2020 or go to edhoffman.net and click on the Planet Home Lending logo. AM 590, the answer. Welcome back to Unite, i.e. Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. And now for something completely different. Any anti-imperialist group like ours must reflect such a divergence of interest within its power base. Agreed, Francis. Yeah, I think Judith's point of view is very valid, Ray. Provided the movement never forgets that it is the unalienable right of every man or woman or woman to rid himself or herself or herself. Agreed. Thank you, brother. Or sister. Or sister. Where was I? I think you finished. Oh, right. Furthermore, it is the birthright of every man or woman. Why don't you shut up about women, Stan? You're putting us off. Women have a perfect right to play a part in our movement, Reg. Why are you always on about women, Stan? I want to be one. What? I want to be a woman. From now on, I want you all to call me Loretta. What? It's my right as a man. Well, why do you want to be Loretta, Stan? I want to have babies. You want to have babies? It's every man's right to have babies if he wants them. But you can't have babies. Don't you oppress me. I'm not oppressing you, Stan. You haven't got a womb. Where's the fetus going to gestate? You're going to keep it in a box? Here, I've got an idea. Suppose you agree that he can't actually have babies, not having a womb, which is nobody's fault, not even the Romans, but that he can have the right to have babies. Good idea, Judith. We shall fight the oppressors for your right to have babies, brother. Sister. Sorry. What's the point? What? What's the point of fighting for his right to have babies when he can't have babies? It is symbolic of our struggle against oppression. Symbolic of his struggle against reality. And that is a clip from the Monty Python movie, Life of Brian... 42 years ago. 
And they, and whatever, however they divined that when they when they when they wrote the script for that movie, I mean, it's, it it is spot on to to what's happening now. This total this divorce from divorce from reality because this is what this is what we want to believe. And people go and people go along with it. They go along with this divert this I want I'm a, I'm a woman. I want to have babies. You're oppressing me if you if if you if you deny my right to have a, have babies. And and we and we see that specifically with the so-called transgender which is taking hold in the government run schools and running amok in the government run schools as they try to even down to the elementary school level try to deliberately confuse the children about sexual identity and that you can you can be the other one i had dr laura was on the was my co-host last week we were talking about this and she said oh boy I, I certainly wouldn't want to be able as, as a teenager i was doing all the crazy things and what i was thinking at the time is making these kind of very life-altering permanent decisions and uh and i said well you know i would uh, you know actually I, it never occurred to me as a teenager, that I, that I could be a woman, he says, "Yeah, you, you would have been an ugly woman." She said, <laughs> and, that's, that's, and, that, "And that was that was also very insightful analysis." But this this is go, this 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 is going on in the government run schools. Sure. And there was just an article out this uh, by Abigail Schreier, who we quoted last week. She wrote the book "Irreversible Damage" about this transgender craze, particularly with uh, with girls, which has coincided with. A big drop in cases of anorexia or cutting, coupled with a big surge in transgender. It's the latest psych, you know, cult, popular psychosis among right. among teenage girls, and it's serious in the sense that I mean, you, you, know, you go through phases, and okay, fine, you, you know, you 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 cut your hair differently, whatever it is, and teenagers go through phases. But when you when but when you make these kind of permanent decisions, if you when you give them the cross sex hormones, that permanently sterilizes them for life. Because some fourteen year old is confused, right? About and not just is confused, but has been deliberately and intentionally confused about sexual identity. Right. Well, these are all symptoms. It brings us back to the reason for the season, Greg. We're here. We're up against Christmas, and we celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ. And this is really what it all comes back to. Sin. You're talking about sinful behavior, from homosexuality to transgender to adultery. All of it is sinful in front of God. And that brings us back to why we're here. And, uh, you know, the message of Christmas is not the baby being born. It's God becoming flesh so that he could save us from these sinful desires and the consequences, which you just talked about, of this sinful behavior. It all starts back in Genesis, though, if you really think about it. With the fall, God promised a Redeemer, and he delivered him on Christmas. And I think the biggest problem with the United States today are the pastors. And that's a little shocking for some of the pastors that may be listening, but it truly is because you are entrusted with the word of God and you are the ones who are supposed to be standing publicly against these lies of transgenderism and, and rampant the LGBT and Q indoctrination of our children and this critical race theory where you teach kids at a very, very young age to become racist. This is evil. And it must start first with the church. The pastors have to step up in that pulpit and call it what it is. It's sin. And there's only one way out of it. And we're about to celebrate his birth, Jesus Christ. And, and look, I'm, I'm running for politics, a uh, political office. I'm a Christian. I'm a devout Christian. And people who are listening to this should be thankful because only a Christian understands the foundation, the Judeo-Christian principles our government was founded on and can defend those principles. Because what we're looking at right now in Washington, D.C. is called mob rule because they remove God's standard from our government. And what's left now is their opinion. 
And their opinion is what is ruling, not the Constitution, which is founded on these biblical principles. They're ruling based on their principles, which change with the hour. And right now, that looks like anarchy because lawlessness is sin and sin is lawlessness. That's why we have smash and grabs everywhere. That's why we have this this rampant run to defund the police. Why? Because the police established the rule police established the secure place to raise your family. So if you're anti-family, then you want to defund the police. Welcome to the United States. I agree with you in large measure that uh, our, our country is founded and is based on these principles. I would differ to the extent that only Christians are the ones who can defend those principles. And I think I think our movement needs to be open to all freedom loving, America loving Americans, even if they are not even if they're not Christians. Well, if you don't recognize there's a creator, then you don't recognize the rights bestowed by the creator, life, liberty and the pursuit of happiness or that all men are created equal. So if you don't recognize a creator, then you don't recognize this equal status of the creation. So how are you going to defend that then? Well, I think you can, I think someone absolutely for, I think a Jewish person or anyone or or a a non-believing person or some other religion can believe in the basic, in the basic why of America from the declaration of independence that you were just mentioning that we hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal and they are endowed by their creator with certain inalienable rights among these are life, liberty and the pursuit of happiness. And the next sentence is just as important that to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed. Yes. I just where I, where I differ with you, and I think and I think this would be a mistake for our side is to say that only Christians can believe and support and defend that basic American principle on which the country was founded. No, well, I'm not saying it's exclusive too, but I'm saying the best defense would be someone who actually believes in those principles. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying that if you don't recognize the creator, and it's not any creator, it's the creator of the Bible, the Jewish people recognize this creator. But if you don't recognize that these rights come from this creator, you're not willing to defend them. And what we're, you know, so that's, that's what I'm saying that I, I think people should be thankful that we have a Christian in me and other people who are running for office because I now hold the standard, this biblical standard over myself. It's not my opinion. It's a standard greater than myself that I would support and defend. And that's the foundation of our country. And if I don't defend that, then I don't defend the constitution, the bill of rights or anything else, uh, because I don't see that as anything but a living document that changes day to day. And that's the way the democratic party sees the constitution. Well, give you, let's give you an example. Thomas Paine, who was a, who was a writer and a great defender and supporter of the of the revolution wrote the uh, pamphlet common sense at a time when the revolution was almost down and out for the count he was an atheist but he was a but he was a strong defender of those principles and a key leader in the revolution so i would not exclude thomas paine from the cause even though you, even though you may, you may wish to, that he would, in fact, later in his life, people there were a lot of attempts to try to uh, bring him to the Lord, right? Which which were ultimately um, unsuccessful. But I would not exclude Thomas Paine from our cause, from the revolution, and say we shouldn't listen to what he has to say, shouldn't read his his pamphlet, uh, Common Sense. These are the times that try men's souls about uh, that rally help rally support for the revolution at that key time. Is great if you're on, if you're on our side and you may not believe, you may not be a believing Christian. Or, okay, I wish you were, and I hope you come to see the light. But you're still you're still welcome to be part. You're still welcome to be in our ranks. Right. We 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 don't have we don't have the luxury of well. We need we need all of the warriors on our side that we can get. And we can't be that picky and choosy. Now, if they don't, if they don't believe those key principles of the Declaration of Independence, different story. Then they're they're really not on our side. But if they are, 
I think our ranks should be open. Well, and I think though that we have to, uh, I think we have to defend that which we can defend, and that is the, the principles laid down. Okay, well, we will uh, we will continue this conversation in the second half of Unite IE Radio. Stay tuned. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman from Planet Home Lending and host of the main event, Heard Weekends, right here on AM590 The Answer. If you'd like to own a home and you need financing, or you'd like to refinance a home you already own, whether that's in California or one of these escape from California states, Arizona, Nevada, Utah, Colorado, Texas, Arkansas, Tennessee, Georgia, Florida, Ohio, Oregon, Washington, Idaho, or Montana, I'm the guy you want to talk to. Or if you'd like to inquire into the, one of the most liberating financing tools for seniors, a reverse mortgage, you want to talk to someone who will guide you towards decisions based on your best interest, not theirs. Call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. Or go to edhoffman.net and click on the Planet Home Lending logo. My team and I will lead you to the best decision for you based on your short-term and your long-term goals. Again, for more information, call me at 855-640-2020 or go to edhoffman.net and click on the Planet Home Lending logo. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. AM590, the answer. Welcome back to Unite IE Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. And um, maybe close behind is the pastor. We, we were talking about that at the end of our, of our first half, and we're going to uh, continue that discussion because the Christian foundation of the country is essential. Now, we, we differed a little bit on whether non-Christians, but who nevertheless are freedom-loving, America-loving Americans, can be useful and part of our movement? And I think, I think the answer is yes, and we can't be that. Ex- we, we need all the troops on our side that we can, and if they, do, if they believe in that basic provision of the Constitution, not the Constitution, the Declaration of Independence, Correct. we hold these truths to be self-evident, et cetera, then great. You're welcome, to, you're welcome in our ranks, and we may hope that you ultimately see the light and accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. But until then, we welcome your, we welcome your help against the Marxist Democrats seeking to overthrow our republic and constitution. Right, right. And, and, and the key here is we're all freedom-loving people. We want, you want to have a, an environment. Our side is. Yeah, no, exactly, exactly. And, and this brings up a whole other issue, which is can you coexist with a group who is bent on your extermination? No. You can't. You really can't. A house divided against itself cannot stand. Correct. And From we the have, Bible and Abraham Lincoln. Yeah. No. And so we have, we have conservative organizations who are trying to build alternatives. We want to build an alternative educational system or an alternative, you know, uh, monetary system. And I say that's, that's not going to work because the other side doesn't want to get along. We're assuming they will ex- occupy this space and we will occupy another space. And that's not correct. They want to occupy their space and our space, and they're willing to exterminate us to occupy our space. Well, I don't know if they're all willing to, to uh, exterminate us, but they are certainly, they certainly want to occupy our space. But in the meantime... Well, you, I don't know if you can well, say that, because well, you've got people who are saying... Some let's, would. Let's not triage, or let's triage the unvaccinated. Let's let them die. If they're not going to, you know, if they're not going to do what we say, if, you know, these vaccine mandates, we're just going to let them die. I don't know how you can say that's not extermination. Okay, but that... That's a minority. I mean, that, that's significant. And there was just, I was just reading, in fact, this, this morning, a survey found that 15% of Republicans and 20% of Democrats believe the country would be better off if a majority of the opposing political party just died. Well, there's my point. And 
it's my belief, and we're going off in a, in a, in a, in a direction that, that I really had not intended to go today, is that we don't belong in the same country. Okay. The union is irretrievably broken. And that's unfortunate, but I think it's, I think it's reality. We fundamentally disagree about whether to, in Obama's words, fundamentally transform the United States of America. And the re- religion is just one aspect of that because for 50 plus years, they've been seeking to undermine that Christian foundation and basis of our country. Right. And you see this in the church. The church is being undermined from within. Trevor Loudon, I'm familiar with him. He wrote a, a lengthy book and did a movie, The Enemies Within, documenting how many members of the uh, Democrat Party are really communist or communist aligned. They may not be a, an official right. card-carrying member of Communist Party USA, but they're Marxists and communists. And well, probably your Norma Torres is probably one of them. Yes, and that gets back to what you were just going to talk about earlier, which is the pastors. The pastors are the key. That's the only chance this country has is if the pastors actually step up and speak truth from the pulpit. You cannot fault the sheep. And what we're looking at right now is a nation of sheep that are going nuts. You cannot fault the sheep. (laughs) You cannot fault the sheep for being sheep. Sheep do what sheep do, right? You fault the shepherd. The shepherd is not controlling the flock. And the shepherd, in this case, is the pastor. Okay. Well, I do not accept that the citizens are sheep. Yes, the pastor is, is important. The pastor is an, an important moral and, because morality leads to politics, political leader and voice. And that, that has always been so in the country. But I don't absolve the, quote, sheep, unquote, the citizens, from their responsibility at, in, in that role to inform themselves both morally, religiously, culturally, politically, and save the country. Well, I, and that comes back for me, though. I don't, I'm not looking at the citizen, the, the, the citizen. I'm looking at the church. The church is supposed to be the example to the country. And the church are the sheep guided by the pastor. And this is not being done. We are not being an example to anyone when you have the divorce rate, the decline in the family inside the church, and it looks just like everywhere else. What does the church offer? And we were just talking earlier about the the declining attendance in church. Well, what does the church offer a culture that is bent on self-destruction? If you don't offer them hope, then there is no hope and it must start there. Yeah. And there is a constant effort to undermine the church from within also without, to try to drive Christians and the church and religion out of the public square, but also to undermine it from within. So they're not, so they're not teaching the Word of God as set forth in the Bible in, may, in many, if not, mo, if, if not most, churches in, in the country. There's something very much watered down. We'll listen to a few songs, some nice-sounding language. God, God just loves everyone. Jesus loves everyone, which is true. That's only part, of course, that's only part of the message. Right. And in the, in, the, in the famous story in the Bible in which Jesus saves the woman from being stoned to death for adultery, and he tells the mob of would-be executioners, but he is, who is without sin cast the first stone, and fortunately they were honest enough such that no stones were cast that day. Right, right. But what did he tell the woman? Go and sin no more. Go and sin no more. He did not say, let's go have an adultery pride parade. Right. But in many churches, they're teaching, they're promote, they are accepting and say that, that, that homosexual conduct, which is clearly sinful, and, and there's other sinful conduct, not just homosexual conduct, adultery. is okay. Yeah, adultery. Right. How many divorces? How many of these pastors are marriage counselors and they see it all falling apart in front of them, but they will not confront it? And that, to me, is the saving there's only one saving grace here for the church, and that's true pastors who truly know the gospel message and are willing to confront the error and the sin in their church. Those pastors must step up now, or it's we've lost it all. There's, yeah. no, there's no hope. And I have a special heart for black pastors, and let me tell you why. 
it's because I was looking at Israel and the plight of the, the, the slaves in the United States. I think the black community was being primed by God to be the spiritual leadership of the United States. That's why they've become, they've come under such attack with drugs and the rap music and the, the degradation of the family unit. And I think they were set up to be. And so I think if there's any change, it has to occur in the black pulpit. The black pastors must step up and confront the sin, not only in the body in front of them, but their communities. That's the only, I really believe that's the only hope we have. Well, I think it's also not, I would not limit that to black pastors. I would, all pastors is need to, should be teaching and preaching the word, the full word of God. There was a great cartoon and it's got two churches side by side. And the marquee in front has the topic of the Sunday sermon. And uh, uh, one church on the left, the uh, marquee says uh, what God actually said. And got three people lined up in front of the church. And the other, the marquee on the neighboring church says what you want to hear. And there's a huge line of people for that church. Right. They accumulate for themselves. Right. They, you know, yeah. You're fine. Everything's good. Everybody, 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 if you're vaguely nice, gets into heaven. Right. Right. Of course, that's not, that's not what, uh, that's not what the Bible says. And that's not love. That's not love. We don't love our neighbor if we're willing to say, all right, well, walk into that burning elevator. I don't want to warn you because, hey, I might seem unloving. No, if I really loved my neighbor, which is what we're commanded to do, I would say, stop. Stop, you're about to walk off a cliff into a burning abyss. Stop. Let me tell you how you can avoid this. That's the good news. That's the gospel message. And it started all the way back with a little child being born in a manger. We needed a savior because we cannot save ourselves. Our nature is such we're born to sin and we do it. We're quite adept at it. You don't have to teach a child how to sin. They're pretty good at being jealous and cutting in line and doing all these sort of things. That's in our nature. And one of the judgments we're under right now as a country, it's found in the book of Romans, Romans 1. We are under this judgment where God simply removes his hands and he allows us to be who we naturally are, which are these terrible, terrible, sinful creatures. And he says he allows them this over and over to be who you really are. And that's not what we want. We want to have a society. And this is, again, why we see what we see coming out of Washington, D.C. This country right now, Greg, is being run by a cabal of Satanists. And I know that sounds outlandish, but it's true. And for those who are listening, I don't believe in that stuff. It really doesn't matter what you believe in. The people running things, they do believe in this. They are Luciferians. They worship Satan. So everything they do is wrong because lying to them is good. Murder is okay as long as it, it, it results in what we want it to result in. Well, I, th- I think in an essential right is that they, on the other side, is the, the, only, the sole moral compass, is sole moral guide star is what advances our politics, our, our political interests today. And they don't they don't have any moral scruples or limitations on what um, on what they would do. The ends but justify whether, the means. Okay, but but where I would where I I'm not sure that, and I don't maybe maybe they do whether um, Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi worship at the penta at a satanic pentagram on a regular basis. I've not seen it, but I know people who have. They may you uh, you you may be right, but they're certainly in, the, in that direction. And they, they Satan is not. I think is is where he, I think I think where Satan is is not so much go out and burn, kill, murder, rape, destroy. It's do what you want. Right. Be who do, you are. Be who you are. Do what do what do what you want. Whatever whatever brings you pleasure, profit in this world. Do that, and that's okay. Hitler once said that nature is cruel. Why shouldn't man be just as cruel? And in the absence of a God, what is the answer to that? You're just another beast. Right. And, and you've got to be, to be king of the hill, you have to be beastly. 
right? And that's why we let the criminals out from jail. We don't jail them when they do criminal acts. They smash and grab, raiding, I mean, raping, murders. It's all escalating. It's escalating because these people won't say it's bad because they just, just like you said, they have an animalistic view of human nature, survival of the fittest. They do not, this comes back to why you need people with a Christian perspective because life is precious, all life from the womb to the tomb. And when you see people killing each other and you won't call it murder, you know, when a baby's born alive and you say, kill it out of convenience, it's not murder. Well, then you have no value for life and they can't say anything. Like the protest cities are burning. We're not going to call it, you know, protest or, or, or what it really is. These are peaceful. It's protests. mostly peaceful arson. Yes, exactly. But if you contradict us, we're going to throw you in jail, right? These, that's why you have patriots in jail in Washington, D.C. And we have sitting representatives from this area who will not defend these people. I haven't seen anybody from California step up and say, no, that's wrong. Why aren't we doing something for those people who've had all of their constitutional rights removed by the mayor of Washington, D.C. under the guidance of Nancy Pelosi? Where is Kevin McCarthy? Where is this whole group here? Makes me sick. Good question. Uh, if you're if you're looking for courage, the Republican Party is usually not the place you're going to find it. But let's take a pause here. We have two more important subjects to get to uh, in another nine minutes after the commercial break. And this word from All Star Collision, the place to take your car when you have an accident, because they are truly the kings of wreck and roll. Back after this. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. AM590, the answer. Welcome back to Unite IE Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. Uh, we've had an, we think it was an interesting discussion. We will see if our viewers think it is a, as well. By the way, if you ever want to comment on the show, you can do so at, at Unite IE Radio at ProtonMail.com. Unite IE Radio at ProtonMail.com. Just a few recent stories about what's going on in the government-run schools. In California, that is at a particular district, they are teaching the children that if they, if they say something you don't like, like, such as all lives matter, put a hex on them. In the Los Angeles school district, they bribe children with pizza to get the vax. And then, don't tell your parents about that. Uh, there was just a convention from the California Teachers Association in, in a month or so ago in which they were teaching the teachers how to get their children involved in the LGBTQ club or the transgender club and, and voice this ideology on them without the parents' knowledge. Uh, back east, someplace like Minnesota, a teacher comes and you know explains to her students how she's uh, she likes furry, which is these a cult of people that like to have sexual sex while they're dressed up as animals, and she, how she likes threesomes. Uh, the school in Florida took kindergartners to a gay bar during the daytime. It wasn't at nighttime, but it was during the daytime. Uh, in Kentucky, they, they, they have the boys dress up as, as scantily clad women giving lap dances to the staff. This system is, is corrupt morally, academically, to its core, cannot be saved in my opinion, and the only answer is to get your children out of the government-run schools. And there's great resources for homeschooling. It's not you, just you and your children around the dining room table. There's field trips and curriculum and all sorts of support services. But to a larger extent, to get America's children out of the government-run schools, we need school choice. Because, yes, some families can do the homeschooling, some can afford private school, but many families, that's not an option for them. So, 
school choice under the Educational Freedom Act initiative that is now up for signature. Every child will be offered a $14,000 per year educational savings account. Parents get to choose where to send their children to school. And if you don't use all the money, you can save it for college or vocational training. We don't have the millionaires to get this initiative on the ballot by hiring paid signature gatherers, which is the way initiatives usually work in California. It depends on the citizens, that most important political office, if we're going to get this. So if that's something you think is a good idea, of giving parents the choice of where to send their children to school and letting the parents control where their children go to school and the type of education that they get, then we need your help. We need you to be out there gathering signatures. I've, I've been doing this every weekend since, uh, since the beginning of November. Uh, at least do at least uh, one day every uh, two hours set shift every weekend, and we need more of that if we're going to save our children and save our country. So you can go to CaliforniaSchoolChoice.org. That is CaliforniaSchoolChoice.org. Put in your information and volunteer, and you uh, someone will contact you from your county into uh, how you how you can help. Otherwise, if you let this pass, given what's happening in the government-run schools that people see now, there's, been, there's no better opportunity no, to, enact, this- to, to enact school choice in California. But if, if we're going to do it, we need all of us, everybody on our side, freedom-loving is- America-loving Americans to step up. This is the best initiative I've ever seen in this direction as well. It's a constitutional amendment, which is the key here because it rides on top of the Supreme court of California. Right. And I think that's the key here on top of the savings account and, and everything. And you, uh, you can keep the savings account till you're what? 28, 30, 30, 30 years old. So, so college, so yeah. vocational training, you know, you use the money when and how you think is best for your education. This is brilliant. This is brilliant. And I'm doing everything I can to point people there. We're going to start late January, February, a massive signature petition drive through San Bernardino County. Excellent. Um, the, we need it. I'm working on it right now. Okay. But this is the best thing I've ever seen for children and parents to take back your kids' education. The other issue, we got about four minutes left here in this week's show, is you were a candidate for Congress in 2020, and you and some fellow candidates have brought a lawsuit against the state of California and its vote fraud, vote fraud enabling laws, seeking to get those overturned. And that case is winding its way through the courts. Why don't you give us an update? And how is that going? Well, we are at the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals right now. I feel very, very good because it's going to go in one of two directions. We'll get a three, uh, three judge panel and then we'll go either they will remand us back to the district level or we go to the Supreme Court on appeal. Either way is a win for us, because if we come back, then we're going to be uh, the next step for us is discovery. And we're going to be forensically auditing 13 counties in California. It's Arizona times 13. Historic. Never been done before. Or they on appeal, we go to the Supreme Court. But the Supreme Court has already looked at a large chunk of our case through another case in Arizona where Bernovitz, the the attorney general, brought a case for ballot harvesting there. And the Supreme Court sided with the state of Arizona and said ballot harvesting is a bad thing. And they used the data from my co-plaintiff in California to come to that decision. So we're very hopeful. Very Okay, but the, the case you just mentioned was different in the sense that Arizona had banned ballot harvesting and that was challenged and the court said it was constitutional for Arizona to ban ballot harvesting. Correct. It's a very it's a very different to go the next step what you're asking them to do in part is to say that allowing ballot harvesting is unconstitutional. And that's and we, we, um, I hope I hope your case works out. However, we saw the court totally duck the massive, organized, blatant, in-our-faces vote fraud in the 2020 presidential election. They totally ducked it. And I hope I'm wrong. Well, I but, think- but, but I question whether they're going to step in and, 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 say, and rewrite California election law. Well, I, don't, I, I, I have to disagree with you here. I think they will step in because they're not being asked to overturn an election. 
We're simply saying to the judges, these laws are blatantly on their face unconstitutional because they allow for, in this case, uh, the mail-in ballots and the ballot harvesting. Under Article 4, Section 4, we're supposed to protect the United States from foreign invasion. So when you have a system in place or laws or regulations in place that allow for unchecked stuffing of the ballot box, then you're allowing for invasion from another form. And maybe it's not coming from the coast, but it's coming. How do you know 30 million ballots didn't show up in California straight from China? Well, you don't because there's no mechanism in place to safeguard against that. So the laws that allow that are blatantly unconstitutional. That's just one small aspect of our case. I'm very optimistic. Well, I I hope your optimism is justified. However, given what the court has done thus far, I will will be uh, very pleasantly surprised if the court ends up ruling uh, in your favor. In the meantime, uh, what what else? uh, We we have 30 seconds left, and I would just say this. If we had a serious California Republican Party, they would already have qualified for the ballot an election integrity initiative that would based on voter ID, which is popular even among Democrats. It's popular. But instead, the California Republican Party has done zero, nada, nothing in this regard. And our elections remain subject to uh, all the problems you just mentioned. Just as one example, in the recent election for um, recall election, Ashley Babbitt, who was murdered uh, in the, in the January 6th by a Capitol Police officer, received three mail-in ballots at her former residence. There's no And there's 1.8 million excess, more registered voters in California than there are eligible citizens. There's no election integrity. But that is all the time we have this week. Thank you for being on the show, Mike. We'll have you back. Tune in next week for another exciting edition. Smile. It's Cargyle. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman from Planet Home Lending and host of The Main Event. Heard weekends right here on AM590, The Answer. If you'd like to own a home and you need financing, or you'd like to refinance a home you already own, whether that's in California or one of these escape from California states, Arizona, Nevada, Utah, Colorado, Texas, Arkansas, Tennessee, Georgia, Florida, Ohio, Oregon, Washington, Idaho, or Montana, I'm the guy you want to talk to. Or if you'd like to inquire into one of the most liberating financing tools for seniors, a reverse mortgage, you want to talk to someone who will guide you towards decisions based on your best interest, not theirs. Call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. Or go to edhoffman.net and click on the Planet Home Lending logo. My team and I will lead you to the best decision for you based on your short-term and your long-term goals. Again, for more information, call me at 855-640-2020 or go to edhoffman.net and click on the Planet Home Lending logo. AM 590, the answer. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.